0: You have found it. This is You Have Offended, this podcast, and we watch martial arts movies. My name is Mike McCarron, and with me, as always, is a man who once had to defend himself against a girl with a hammer. Very long story.
1: Chad, hey, Lindsay, how are two, you, man? Two hammers. Stop. Two hammers.
0: <laughs> hammer time. Oh, uh, man. I, I I think
1: this is a great... Like I really, really love this film. I, I think it's just like loaded to the tits with action, and as we said kind of in the lead in the camera work and the cinematography in this is fucking unbelievable like the the guy holding the camera is just as much of an athlete as our fighters in this film it's it's amazing <laughs> yeah we're talking about the raid part 2
0: uh, this is from 2014, directed by Gareth Evans, who did the first Raid as well, which we both absolutely loved. That movie was tremendous. This movie's re- off the chain, man. This movie's insane. Um, I'll, in total honesty here, I, I only got through about half the movie this week. I've been wicked busy. So this is this is going to be a half-the-movie live watch for me uh, as we go through this. So I'm really excited to
1: see the rest of it because the first half... Holy crap, man! You, you like, might you might die part way through this podcast. Like you I might may you die might, like sixty two <laughs> minutes in. You might just fucking <laughs> keel over uh, and yeah. die. But this is a phenomenal follow up. Like the raid was such a low budget film where obviously they they had a hallway and a stairway built, and you know as they go through the different levels. You, you remember how we talked about it being low budget and how all the apartment numbers yep. were on the doors in fucking chalk you know and you know I don't give a shit I'm like yeah yeah whatever like they're they're going through the, the different buildings but this one uh, the budget is obviously up significantly the technical aspects of the film are up significantly and the test uh, testisqueezanitis is up significantly as well yes holy crap dude this, was, this movie
0: was originally the first movie that Gareth Evans wrote, was this movie, The Raid Part 2. Um, the story arc of this was what he originally wanted to do, but the, the like you said, the first movie was low budget. So when they didn't have the budget to do this for the first one, they wrote The Raid and did that as the first movie as a lower budget. Like, okay, we can do this other arc now and do this for the first movie. It blew up and now all of a sudden they get the money and they can do the raid part 2 which was what they originally wanted to do off the jump.
1: I'm going to tell so. you there are scenes in this film that I'm obviously very impressed with the action and the choreography, but there there are scenes dude where I put the movie back, you know, we used to call it rewind, but I don't know if that's the actual yep. term that you would use now in the digital age, but I put the I put the film back several times to try to figure out where in the fuck the cameraman was standing and moving? Because, you know, there's yeah. the, the, the camera work in this. Like, cameras are just, like, going down the hall, flying through windows, down a flight of stairs, up a guy's asshole. You're just like, wait, how, how is this possible? I don't even get it. So there's a, like fucking hats off to uh the camera crew on this and spoiler alert when we get to the who do you buy a beer for it's the camera crew no disrespect the to the crew. fucking action yep. people in this but this is some of the most amazing camera work that i've seen in a martial arts film ever yeah man like I, even in the half of the movie that i watched
0: there was a couple of times where i had to go back 10 seconds and be like what is happening yeah to get this shot like I don't even understand what just happened. Like, literally, the cameraman will follow the actor through, like, a window. Yeah. And then the camera's upside down, it'll turn around perfectly, get back up, follow the action, keep it framed. It's fucking mental how this, this is filmed. They, I think the old phrase, necessity is the mother of invention. I think they really had to be like, okay, we need to film these guys going through the windows. How do we do that? And some crazy little... Indonesian dude was like, "Well, I'll just jump through the window after him Yeah, like, all right let's see how that works out and they just yeah. fucking did it and just like and just fucking <laughs> did just it. it.'s like yeah
1: like, no problem We'll get you we'll get your buddy uh, you know Francesco to fucking grab you as you jump in the window <laughs> he'll grab you right around the belt. Are you wearing a belt today? No? Okay. Well, he'll just kind of grab you by your back fat, and uh, he'll hold on to you as you're dangling out the fucking window. It's it's really good, man. It's really good. And I know we talk a little bit about the, you know, the wire work and the kung fu films. I think they did wire work on the camera people in this. Like They're like, they must yeah, yeah, have- no wires for the performers, no wires for them, but we will have a lot of wire work for our camera people so that they may fleet across a fucking uh, prison yard caked in mud and then just skip Gale up a fence and over, like there's some shots. Oh my shots God, and I was dude. Like, did he go over that motherfucking fence? It's yeah. great. They like they, they had drones and they had
0: trained birds and they had all kinds of shit, <laughs> trained with birds. fucking cameras on them and shit.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Do You know what I mean? Goddamn like- falcon, <laughs> goddamn falcon <laughs> with a GoPro <laughs> chest mount. Get <laughs> that falcon to certain the- circle this prison yard and yeah. get the mud really good. Ah, that's circle the prison yard, and I want you to, I want you to track uh, Rama. As he fucking runs through the prison yard. Fucking fly, Tregdor, It's, door, it's fly. really good, man. Like, Gareth Gareth Evans, like, just hats off. Like, Marenta Warrior, I really enjoyed. I thought that was a really great character study. Yep. Uh, the raid was basically just, okay, see you, wife, see you, dad. And then it was just like, oh, now we're going to play Rob Zombie Dragula for the next 90 minutes. <laughs> well, and, while your asshole clenches. And, <laughs> there, yeah, there was very little. There was very little story to it, and I think this film, uh, the, probably the longest of the of the three, uh, really tackled the story elements uh, very, very well. Had some really good character development, but also had some really good action. I mean, this is this would be you know maybe the swan song of uh, of the trilogy that he made with this uh, stunt team.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think they they kind of wrapped it up, and at the end, I think I remember reading something about this where they said like they want they wanted to maybe do another one, but they were kind of like, okay. By the time this movie finished, this is like a two and a half hour movie. Yeah. And by the time this finished, they were like, I think we're probably done with this, right? Like we're 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 done. Yeah. Okay. We're done. We're done. So I don't think they're gonna go back to this well anytime soon.
1: Well, when when you break down like when we talk about the fight scenes and you know there's a fight scene in this film uh in the kitchen uh near the end of the film that was that fight scene it took i think it was eight days yeah to film this particular fight scene i think it was like eight days
0: and 195 shots
1: yeah like you just look at that and you're like Man, like, I watched a film recently. It was a good film. It was uh, Nicolas Cage uh, in Pig. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Where... Yeah, he he gets his uh, truffle-hunting pigs stolen, stolen. Yeah, yes, and has to get, get back. them back. But that was a 20-day shoot. Like, the whole film was a 20-day shoot. And, Jesus. you know, uh, I was very impressed with it. I was like, wow, that was really good. And, you know, the director and the cinematographer and producer are like, yeah, we only had 20 days total to make this entire film. And then you watch a film like this, and they're like, oh, yeah, we took eight days to film this two-minute fight scene. And you're just yeah. like, man. You guys are awesome. So I just love independent films, and I love what they can do when they really put their mind to something. And, and uh, you know, this is an example of, a, of just a really fantastic film.
0: Yeah, man. And it's the same thing that we always talk about with the other movies that we love, like the Sam o. Hung movies, where it's like, you know, well, this fight scene took oh, three weeks to film. Because yeah. they take the time to get the choreography right, to make sure it looks right, to make sure the hits are right. And it it pays off, man. When you put that kind of time and dedication into a fight scene, it looks real. It looks great. And uh, another thing that these guys, uh, this Piranha fight team, do in addition to that is they hit each other in the body. All the body shots in this fight or in this movie are real. They hit each other. Like, they need to train together. I think this fight team, like, uh, Iko Uwe's trained, uh, I think he trained for six months before filming this with the fight team. Just so they would trust each other and they would be cool with each other and know, like, if they messed up and actually cracked each other, there wouldn't, you know, they wouldn't want to get it back or, or, you know, be unprofessional about it. Yeah. They would know, like, okay, that guy actually just missed his mark or whatever. And they would be able to do it right. And, like, who fucking does that? Who trains for six months with your fight team? (laughs) Nobody. Nobody 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 in
1: Hollywood is doing that stuff, right? you know they've got the they've got the shaky cam that and and I don't even think it's necessarily bad I'm just bringing it up like Paul Greengrass in The Bourne Films kind of added that kinetic shaking yep. camera but you could still see yes. the action right you could still see the action uh while he was doing that you know camera shake and kinetic movement and fast cutting but you could still see it and then all of a sudden, everybody was just like, hey, man, we don't have to do any work anymore. We'll just <laughs> we'll shake, shake the shit it the camera, good. show the guy's back. <laughs> Steven Seagal's making a perfect career Ugh. out of that. He's just got, like, some fat guy down at Andy Anderson's All-You-Can-Eat Totally Nude Steakhouse. Fucking throws a <laughs> moo on him, and it's just like, hey, go for it. Just shake your big, fat tits, fat guy. You're playing Seagal's back. And and they just make this bullshit stuff. that, that, that you're just like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> yeah. No, it's it's totally true.
0: People see the work and they take the most basic aspect of that and think, oh, you just have to do that. You just have to shake the camera. And then no, they don't have to know how to fight. We don't have to know how to use yeah. cinematographers or frame it. Just shake it. But all of that other shit is in Greengrass's film and is in this film and is in Samuel Hung's films. You have to have all that other stuff. Otherwise, it turns into a Steven Seagal film. Yeah, which is you know those are fucking unwatchable now,
1: and it's unwatchable. It's funny because we go back and we watch some of those old films. We watched Wheels on Meals. We you know we watched it separately, but both of us, both of us, that scene where that fucking van, minivan, is just fucking cooking (laughs) down the highway, (laughs) and as it makes a turn, the side door slides open, and Samo rolls out, and both of us were like. Yeah. Was that oh, Sammo yeah. or was that a fucking stunt like dummy like a like a mannequin and no, we're, no. Like, we we're like that looked like that looked really that looked really real let's roll that back and we're like oh shit <laughs> that is Samo. roll it back again Jesus Christ that actually was Samo. roll it back again <laughs> oh my God I can't believe that that was Samo. like just some really great stunts. And you're just you're just sitting there, just laying skid marks in your underwear, um, just <laughs> freaked out at how incredibly good uh, some of the stunts are. And this this was great. I I I loved it. Yeah, man, this
0: was crazy. All right, well, I guess we should uh, get into this here. Um, so the movie starts off kind of right away with this real hard open of this dirt road where. This criminal gang brings out this prisoner, and he's got a burlap sack over his head. And they kind of kneel him down on the grass, or on the road here, and he's obviously terrified. And they give him this little speech about the crime boss and whatnot. And this guy just brings a fucking pump-action shotgun up and blasts the side of his fucking head open. And then, boom, the raid, too.
1: Yeah. Here you go. Yeah. Like, it is... Well, I mean, you know, we open... We open, like, right off the hop of the first film, because that's Rama's brother, right? So at the end of the raid, Rama's like, I'm going to go back to the police. And he's like, don't worry, I'll just go to the crime lords. I can protect you. And Rama's like, sure. But no, his brother can't, because they haul his fucking ass uh, out. That scene reminded me of uh, the Joe Pesci scene in Casino.
0: Yeah. A little bit of
1: that. And it reminded me of the, uh, the opening in Kill Bill 1. With yes, uh, the sudden gunshot from Bill. You know, Bill. It's your bait. Boom. Because um, that fucking shotgun. Okay, like I watched that a couple of times, and I know we're like the first fucking ten seconds into this film, and we're doing a <laughs> breakdown.
0: <laughs> okay,
1: let's 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 break down the let's break down second uh, eight nine and ten. is <laughs> gonna be a long podcast. When yo. <laughs> they when they put that shotgun to his fucking head, and they pull the trigger. Yeah. They must They must have done some sort of wire pull. There had to be a wire pull. And there's something happening in the gun because it looks like there's something coming out of the barrel of the gun. So I don't know if they composited it and basically, you know, just like fired the gun and then shot his head and then wire pulled him to the ground and composited the shots together. Um, they must I don't have. know if there's a squib. I watched it. I watched it numerous times, and I still don't know how the fuck they did it. It looks really good. Like, it is really, really, really well done for, like, the first ten seconds of the film. Oh, so, it grabs your um, fucking attention. I thought it was awesome.
0: Yeah. Like, right away, you're yeah. like, whoa! <laughs> holy shit! Yes. Like, right away, there's a shotgun to the side of the head, and you're like, holy god damn. Okay, I'm in. I'm listening. I'm listening.
1: Yeah, like- <laughs> I'm in. <laughs> so... Then we cut to this really cool scene. Uh, it and this film has a lot more meat to it than the raid. Like it's got a lot more story to it. Yeah. But we do kind of have a long scene with you know our lead character in this film and our lead character of course from the last film Rama uh, having a conversation with the police and they're talking about Fatty Beef from the first film yep. and how he was corrupt and. Fatty Beef is sitting right next to Rama, and he's basically like, "Yeah, this guy's a piece of shit." Boom! They blow him away. Like, like hard. and they're like, "Yeah, Rama." Uh, the only way to stop these guys is to fucking infiltrate their organization. You're going to go to jail, and you're going to basically just be our undercover guy to get in close with the mobster's son. Uh, There's basically an Indonesian mobster and a Japanese mobster. You're going to get close to the Indonesian mobster by befriending his son in prison. Uh, Go. And then we cut to Rama basically sitting in a bathroom stall with somebody jiggling the shit out of the handle. (laughs) As as Rama's just sitting on the toilet. Like, not shitting. He's just sitting on the toilet waiting for his spot. Yep. And... There's, I don't know, what is it? Thirty guys? Oh my god! You can't even tell. There's not less than
0: thirty guys. Like, it's insane. And this is very the the bathroom that we have here is very similar to the bathroom we had in was it rush hour where it was the super narrow bathroom?
1: Oh no, that was um, that was in Unleashed. That lady, uh, yes,
0: right in the bathroom with the the apartment with the artist person. Yeah, it's very. She had a really
1: really rare. Yeah, and they were shooting overhead, and that's another thing that Gareth Evans does here. That door opens, and I don't know how they did this because it's almost like, do you remember that Jimariquai Virtual Insanity yeah, music where it video? Rotates where around. He was in the room, and the and the walls would move, and the camera would be locked or not locked in order to make these effects. Yeah. Part of me watching that was thinking about that music video because I'm like how is the camera now in that stall? And I was like, that wall must, (laughs) that wall must move away because it's a very narrow stall. Yep. And you know, from overhead, a guy comes running in and is fighting Rama. And now you've got like five guys inside a bathroom stall. And then the camera goes from overhead to a side shot. And I'm like, okay, they must've, they must've taken that wall away. Yeah. Because there's no goddamn way a cameraman is inside that bathroom stall with them. So no, I'm sure, and I'm and again, I'm just speculating from the shot selection. I'm speculating that that probably took a long time just to get that bathroom shot because I'm like, well, where's the where's the camera? Where, where the fuck would that wall be if that camera's there? Like, right. it's really really good and rama is just fucking beating every flavor of shit out of those prisoners <laughs> like it's great it's a good it fight really scene. a
0: great way to open it up man his his fighting in this is wicked like he's elbowing dudes he's smashing them off the wall that first guy that runs in he just sidesteps and smashes his face off the toilet
1: yes like, wham! Yeah. oh my god like, holy Can you shit dude hitting your face off a toilet it's like, fucking
0: porcelain it's like, rock like yeah,
1: <laughs> boondock saint
0: style like shit fuck and that concludes part one of the podcast come back tomorrow for part two and then wednesday thursday friday for three four and the exciting conclusion part five if you would like to get the full podcasts again go to patreon.com slash you have offended this podcast to become a patron for as low as five dollars a month you can get all of our full podcasts on sunday night before everybody else If you don't want to do that, you can go to offendedpodcast.com and you can buy some merchandise there. That'll give us a little bit of a help, and it'll also give you something cool to rep the podcast that you know you love. You can also follow us on our social media. So go to Twitter at YHOTP, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. You can just search You Have Offended This Podcast. Leave us your film recommendations there. Anything you want to see, we are open to as long as it has kick and punch and some violence so we'd love to hear from you. Please engage with us. Please leave us a review anywhere you download your podcast. That would be greatly appreciated. If you could, please also recommend us to your friends, family, loved ones, hated ones. We will take recommendations anywhere we can get them. Thanks once again for listening and you have offended this podcast. We'll be back in your ears soon.